Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Believe in Clemson football with LeVon Kirkland. Welcome to Believe in Clemson Football with LeVon Kirkland. I'm Will Vandervoort. Uh, thanks for joining us. This is our, our second podcast this week. Is this going to be a, a short version, LeVon, as we're going to, you know, just right. preview the game here with Wake Forest, uh, kind of break it down and talk about it. We're going to do this during the season uh, when the Tigers have big games like this. So, obviously, next week we'll do this with North Carolina State, um, South Carolina, obviously, Florida State, pretty much most of them down the stretch here. Right, um, yes. <laughs> so there's some big games coming up for the Tigers um, and ranked opponents they'll be playing. This is just the first. Um, but, man, I got to ask, man, so um, I know it's been just a couple days, but how things going? Everything all right? Oh, yeah, everything's great for me. Thank you very much for asking. I talked to my daughter the other day, and she was saying how, man, yeah, this is tough, you know. And she's like, man, I, I'm getting sleepy. I'm not, you know, I'm not used to taking naps. I'm like, sweetheart, you're going to have to find that nap. That nap is important <laughs> when you're talking about college. Yes, it is. So, but, yeah, but everything else is going good. I I may be going up to the practice tomorrow. There you go. Uh, to watch the Tigers uh, practice a little bit. So, yeah, but my week is going well. I hope your week is going well. Yeah, it's going really good. Uh, just busy. A lot of, lot of work going on on a lot of different fronts. Um, but I like it. That's this time of year. That's the way I prefer it. Um, right. You know, because you're, because most of it's revolving around football and um, that's always a good thing. Um, it's, it's better than the other thing during the other times of the year when there's nothing to do and there's no football on. It's just like, ah, uh, you know, but yeah, summertime is tough. Yes. That July, that's tough. Yes. There's no football. Uh, I think the only thing really is going on is baseball at the time. Yep. So, for football enthusiasts like ourselves, yeah, that's tough, man. Yeah, it's it's tough. It sucks, you know. Uh, but we got football. We got plenty of it coming up starting Thursday night. Uh, by the way, this is uh, Wednesday night. We're recording this. So I'll have, obviously, you guys are listening to it now Thursday morning probably. Um, but Thursday night uh, in the ACC, West Virginia playing Virginia Tech. Also on the – NFL side, LeVon, I mean, you were talking about this before we hit record here. Um, we got the Steelers on the road playing the Brownies. Um, big, big ASC North game. Um, oh, yeah. It's going to be aggravating to have to flip over to the internet to watch a game and then flip back over. But, yeah, I mean, we'll do it. It's just, you just got to hit your HDMI yeah. buttons and all that. But, you know, 
it's a little aggravating, but I'll be flipping back and forth, primarily staying on the Steelers game. But, you know, during halftime, I maybe flip over watch Virginia Tech. I hate that West Virginia, Virginia Tech's on at the same time. There's normally I'll be yeah. watching that game. Hey, are they playing this game at West Virginia? It's at it's in uh, Blacksburg. Okay, Blacksburg. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's gonna be uh, a little tough because I kind of wanted to watch both games myself, but I definitely probably spend the majority of the game my time watching the Pittsburgh Steelers versus the Browns. Mm-hmm. And I heard that the Browns are bringing back some kind of logo. Yeah, they're bringing back the Elf logo. It's gonna be on the middle of their field or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I saw that logo and. I don't know who's the marketing person or the person that makes the final decision, but I have to say that's a bad decision. Yes, it is. For a number of reasons. Um, yes. One of my uh, girlfriends, not girlfriend, but friend, that's a girl, uh, she said it was very, very creepy looking. That was her exact quotes. So, yeah, no offense to any else out there in the real, in the real world, <laughs> but that is – God awful. Yes, it is. Not 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 a good decision. But hey, what do you expect from the Browns? Let's just be honest. It's... I understand that. It's not, you know, I'm not trying to be a Brown hater, but just leave it plain. Just put the just put the helmet logo in the middle and call it a day. Absolutely. Why not? Just do what your regular logo is. Um Friday night still in the ACC, Virginia at Syracuse. Uh, that game will also be on ESPN. Um, that should be a good one. Um, on Saturday, got a full slate of games, obviously. Starts off at noon with Clemson, number number five in the country, Clemson against number 21 in the country, Wake Forest. The first ever, like, top five versus a top 25 opponent ever to play at Truist Field in Winston-Salem. The first time they've ever had this high of a matchup at Truist Field. That's crazy because at Clemson, it seems like that's like the norm here. Right. You know, but at Wake Forest, it's not. And so, um, interesting, that's going to be the, the the highest ranked game ever at that stadium. Hmm. Well, I mean, that's probably saying a lot about Wake Forest history as far as football is concerned. Mm-hmm. Not so much Clemson. But, uh, you know, Wake Forest is a good a good team. Wake Forest has improved a lot since Clawson has gotten there. Uh, they can throw the ball all way, you know, throw it all around. So it should be a good game. I'm sure they're going to do something like we're all black or something like that. I, I, I have a feeling. Yeah, it's going to be that, a blackout. Dabo said it was going to be a blackout. He said uh, he was talking about that. Kind of looks weird though to have a blackout in the middle of the day. That's kind of, um, that's a little <laughs> weird in my opinion. But hey, it is. I what was it saying is. the same thing. Yes, it's, 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 I just don't a get blackout that blackout at 12 noon. Yeah. I, okay. I get, and you know what it's going to look like when they have a blackout? It's going to look like Halloween because Clemson fans are going to be wearing their orange. Wake Forest right. will be all oh, their black, and it's going to be Halloween in the stands. That's what it's going to be. And it's going to be, what, 31,000, 31,500? Yeah, something like that. That's going to be at the game? Yeah, yeah. It, it, you know, they don't hold that much, I think. I can't remember exactly. It's like something like that. Uh, hearing a lot of Clemson fans, though, picking up tickets because there's still tickets available. Really? Um, yeah, so hearing a lot of Clemson. So I, I would expect – there probably will be about over 10,000 or so Clemson fans there, if I had to guess. That's, that's crazy. Yeah. So you get the 4,000. They get 4,000 allotment that the ACC gives them. That's mm-hmm. an ACC rule. So it's like 4,000 fans. Um, and then um, and then the other Clemson fans are getting them from the secondary market, it sounds like. So, you right. know, you would think Wake Forest, being that it's a 
top 25 matchup and the Clemson's coming in ranked fifth and they're defending. They are the defending Atlantic division champions, not Clemson. You think the fans would come and sell that place out? Yeah. Yeah. You would think it would be a big gathering for Wake Forest, man. This is big time. 12 new. You're playing against the Clemson Tigers, the top five team in the nation. You are the defending Atlantic division champs and you're barely showing up. Uh, I don't know. That says a little something about the program. Yeah, and um, is this maybe why, you know, Clemson might be, you know, looking to go elsewhere one day? Um, It's a possibility, yes. I mean, we talked about this last year, right? When Wake Forest came in, ranked 10th in the country, came into Death Valley, there was 80,000 Clemson fans there, and there was not even 1,000 Wake Forest fans. And I'm like, you're number 10 in the country. I understand you're a small school. But you, sh- you should have at least the 4,000 that the at, ACC allots you. Yeah, they, they returned the tickets. They yeah. returned the tickets, LeVon. And they uh, were ranked number 12, 10, or 10 or 12 in the country, depending on what poll you go by. You know, I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah, that speaks volumes of about what, what they think about football, the fans. Yeah, the fans. It's not like Clemson is, I mean, you would think there are – Alumni in the surrounding area. I mean, it's only one state over North Carolina. It's it's a three and a half hour that, drive. Yeah, it's not that bad of a drive. Yeah, that fans would really show up. But like I said, when you really don't like football like that, your fan base doesn't really care about it. Then those are the results that you're going to get. Yeah. Now I will say this about the Wake Forest Wake Forest administration, though they're taking football serious. They've mm-hmm. done a lot of remodeling with with their football facilities and things of that nature. They got a brand new indoor practice facility that they opened up this year. Wake Forest University is taking football very serious, and I think it's alumni based, though small, because it is the smallest of any FBS of any not FBS but any Power Five school. It is the smallest one, but still, you know, you can at least bring 5,000 people to Clemson in a big game. That's all I'm saying. You I know, would think so, but yeah. um, evidence showed that it's different. No, not it's the not case. that way. Yeah, no. Um, other games in the ACC real fast. Uh, Pittsburgh will host Rhode Island. Uh, that game is 12 o'clock on the ACC network. Uh, Duke is on the road taking on Kansas, a battle of undefeated basketball – oh, sorry, undefeated <laughs> football teams. Uh, Duke 3-0, Kansas 3-0. Uh, Kansas is the the over and under uh, for the season for them was two and a half. So if wow. you took Kansas over the two and a half, you've already won. Mm. You know, so uh, con- congrats to Kansas for uh, already wrecking Vegas's um, line there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, South Florida, the fighting Jeff Scotts, who nearly upset Florida, go to Louisville. I'm calling this right now, Levon. South Florida. Upsets Louisville. I'm calling it right now. Um, that's going to happen. Louisville's a 14 and a half point favorite. But if you can go into the swamp and almost beat the Gators, then I'm telling you, you can go to Louisville and win. Whether it ain't going to be uh, nobody I, there. I, I don't know about that because I'm wondering if it's going to be a hangover for losing to Florida in the fashion that they lost to Florida in. But look so how I'm not going to say it's an upset. I, I think Louisville is going to handle it. Levon. Yes. What hangover does Louisville have though? Because they got they lost a game they had won to Florida State. Yes, this is true. I guess they both have 
hangovers. I didn't think about it that way. Yeah. But I, I just think that Louisville may be a little better. And you're talking about Malik Cunningham at the quarterback position and what he can do. I don't know if South Florida has enough for him. But they it's, really did play Florida tough, though. They did. If South Florida wins, and you hope so for Jeff Scott because it'll be a marquee win for him. Yeah. If South Florida wins, does um, Louisville's head coach survive to Monday? Mm. The Satterfield survive. Their Ooh, boo boy, birds are out. Really tough one. You know, and it sound, it looked so promising for Statterfield at first, right? You you thought like 2019 yeah, was came turn in. This thing around. Yeah, you you really thought that it's like, man, they they got a head coach that cares, a head coach that's uh, that's disciplined. They look a lot better, and they just can't really get over the hump. They can't win. They got a fantastic quarterback that anybody on a college level would want. But for some reason, they just can't go to hump. They're not good on defense, for one. And right. and also, it doesn't help him that he flirted with South Carolina in 2020 after after Muschamp, Muschamp was fired. Mm-hmm. And there was all that talk about him going to South Carolina. And then he obviously didn't. But still, the fans hadn't forgotten about that, I'm sure. And they're like, you're wanting to skirt out on us after just two years. Well, you know, we'll skirt out on you when times get good. You know, if you're going to do that, make sure you win, right? Make sure you're still right. winning. Um, yeah. And um, so Louisville, um, they're not happy with him right now. So if he loses that game, I don't know, Levon. It's, it's a possibility. Because they'll be starting one and three with the schedule they got going on down the road. It, get, it doesn't get any easier for them. Right. So uh, we'll see. Miami is uh, hosting Middle Tennessee State. Uh, that's a 3.30 kickoff on ESP uh, – excuse me, on the ACC Network. Um, Notre Dame, with no offense, is coming into North Carolina and Chapel Hill to take on undefeated North Carolina, who has no defense. This exactly. should be an interesting game. <laughs> it it probably will be – for Notre Dame, I'm sure they're going to probably score more points than they ever scored. <laughs> but, but on the flip side of it, man, Notre Dame hasn't really – they got to be on their horses because uh, this this May kid can really throw the ball. He can, He's operating at a very high level at this point in time. So, I think it'll be an interesting game. I, I think Notre Dame's going to win, though. Yeah. I I, uh, I, I, I want to say yes, but they're so bad on offense, man. Just so yeah. bad. I mean, they're just – what did they have, different. like 12 yards passing last week? I mean, it was bad. Oh, gosh. I mean, 12 yards? I don't know if it was that bad, but it was like they averaged like um, trying to think. Man, let me go. I'll tell you what. We'll just go look at this handy-dandy thing called the internet that can yeah, pull man. up these stats. You need to know. Yes. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's look at team stats. Notre Dame threw for 150 yards, LeVon. They averaged only 6.5 yards per attempt. Well, they're throwing a lot of screens. <laughs> that means they have no they passing game. This. They had 297 total yards against Cal. Now they did a, their defense held Cal to 296 yards, so that's good. The bad news is they're playing North Carolina, and I guarantee you, North Carolina is going to have more than 296 yards. Yeah, it, it's it's probably going to happen that way. Offensively, North Carolina is very good. They can score a lot of points. It's just their defense. It's just, I mean, goodness gracious. I still remember the Appalachian game when, well, they scored 40 points in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Man, how do you give up 
40 in the first quarter. 40. I mean, in the in the quarter they did the fourth quarter. I, I thought that I thought the defensive coordinator was going to be fired. I thought so too. He yeah. should. You know, Gene Chizik's who we're talking about. I, uh, you know, I thought, Chizik is my guy. That's I know. Thing. I know That's he is. God. But I thought he was gone. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's understandable. Uh, speaking of probably gone, okay. Georgia Tech goes to Central Florida for a 4 p.m. game on ESPNU. Um Georgia Tech, did you see the old Miss game last week? Uh, yeah, I saw a little bit of it, and yeah, that was bad. 42 to nothing. Georgia Tech alumni is calling for Jeff Collins' head. Um, it's uh, it's ugly. Um, yeah, but I wonder sometimes, does Georgia Tech really put anything in the program? They haven't in a while. It's been a long time. Since they built that indoor facility, which was – Probably 2012, 2013 range. I don't think they've done much since. Well, they need to go check out that tobacco board they call a skybox, the president's box, and maybe do a little something there. Yeah. Perhaps. Yeah. yeah. They need some upgrades. They, they do. Really do. And they probably needed a coach first. Um, because they're they're uh they're 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 bad. That I told everybody. I don't know why people – I said, look, you can't lose that many people to the transfer portal. Uh, 18 players transferred out last year after in last year. Jeez That's an Louise. issue. That's an issue when that happens. There's right. something going on in the culture of the program. You can't have that many and come back and think you're going to be very good or at least competitive. I mean, 42 to nothing, they weren't even competitive. And Lane Kiffin called off the dogs. And it was 42 to That's nothing surprising. at home. 42 to nothing at home. Let's keep in mind, like they went to Old Miss and got stomped 42 to nothing. They got stomped in, you know, hit four times in his career. He's been shut out now at home. Four wow, times. That's never good. That's never no, good. No, it's not. I mean, you know, the last time Clemson got shut out, period? I don't even know. 2003. Georgia. 2003. 30 to nothing to Georgia. Remember that game? Oh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. That was ugly. Yes, it was. So that's my point. He's been shut out four times. In three years, that's not. Yeah, I can see him on the chopping block. That's not good. Yeah, I don't think he makes it much much longer. Um, UConn, uh, much improved UConn, even though they did get they did get blown out last week by Michigan. But I still think they're they're better than they were a year ago. Um, they uh, they're at NC State. NC State basically an open date for NC State as they get ready for Clemson game. Uh, that's a seven thirty kickoff on ESPN three or ESPN plus, um, and then over on the ACC network, Boston College travels to Tallahassee to play Florida State. Um, Boston College did get a win last week, but they're very they're not very good on the offensive line at all. I think Florida State runs this goes away yeah. wins this game like by two or three touchdowns. Yeah, I can see that being that way as well. And Florida State has much improved. They mm-hmm. were real. They they improved last year. And going on this year, I mean, that was a gussy win against Louisville at Louisville. So they're doing something right. I don't know if they're quite there yet on the level that they used to be on, but of course they're not. But they seem to be making some strides. No, there's no doubt. I mean, I thought one time his head was on the chopping block, but he's kind of bounced back and turned that team around. 
and they're looking pretty decent now. They're looking like a team that's, you know, um, going to be competitive. I think so too. Uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens on that. That is the ACC game of the week, obviously, which uh, it, it is, but isn't the. It's just because it's on the ACC network, the game of the week is obviously the one we're going to talk about, and that's number five yes. Clemson at number twenty-one Wake Forest. Um, this game has got. Let's just start off by the first thing to say: Clemson has owned Wake Forest since. Dabo Sweeney took over. Dabo Sweeney's thirteen no and zero against the uh, Demon Deacons uh, this uh, in his career. Um, I think during the Dave Clawson era, Clemson has held Wake Forest to the fewest points and the fewest yards of any team they played, and it's not even close. I'm talking like it's almost like a hundred less yards per game, and like double the points like they're like averaging over 30 points they're not even averaging 10 against Clemson they, I think they went three years without even scoring a touchdown against Clemson's defense um, I think the last four years if I remember correctly Devon, it was Clemson outscored them 220 I think 220 to 42 or something of that nature maybe 220 to 43 that's what they've outscored them the last since 2018 yeah well I, I tell you what man I Wake Forest, <laughs> it's a blockage when it goes against Clemson because they play other teams pretty well. They they may they normally win those games, and I think it's because of their offense and how they do that slow mesh thing, mm-hmm. and it works. I think against most average opponents, but when it comes down to the elite defensive line, our defensive line is really good, big up front, can penetrate. That slow mesh is not very good. Mm-hmm. It it really uh, sometimes, you know, passes get knocked down. Hartman gets sacked. There are big plays in the backfield. It's because of that slow mesh and how the defensive line can handle that. But it makes Wake Forest look like a great defensive line because they rack up a lot of points. They score, and you think, man, Wake Forest got a nice offensive line. But I really think the slow mesh makes them a better offensive line. But when they go against really, really top-notch defensive lines, they seem to have a problem. Yeah, and what they do, what the what they want to do with that mesh is they want the offensive line to push off just enough to where it, it allows Sam Hartman and the running back to kind of hold it. And Sam Hartman will hold that as long as he can as he – looks across what the defense is doing and what, especially what the linebackers are doing. And then once he understands what it is, then he'll either let the running back keep it and the running back runs the ball for pretty good gain because that's why they do it that way. Or mm-hmm. he pulls it out and throws it if he thinks they're all, you know, he thinks he's got a good matchup there. So it's like an RPO, an extended RPO that just yeah. lasts a long time. What Clemson does to disrupt that, as you said, Clemson's going to bring like five guys at the line of scrimmage and they're going to be packed in They're, you know, and they're just right on top of them. And when that ball is snapped, they don't let the offensive lineman get a push. They attack and push back, which forces Sam Hartman to make only one decision. And that's, he's got to throw the ball. And when he does, it's generally got to be a quick pass because they're going to get to him real fast. So he's got to figure out a who's coming, what coverage is coming. 
And basically what it means is he's got to make a quick decision and get that ball out fast. Generally, it's not for long gains like they like to do because they like to throw the long balls and have those big plays. And then on the back end, Clemson, as we've talked about before, they're, they're, they're going to put their corners on an island, and the corner's got to make plays because it's going to be a one-on-one. Clemson in the past has done very well at that, keeping everything in front of them. That's what they're going to have to do on Saturday. Um, this is a um, th- that's that's how Clemson plays them. That that's the key. And we saw Liberty last week play this a lot against them and held. What did that hold them to? Six yards rushing. They held Wake Forest to six yards rushing, I believe, or something of that nature. Um, uh, yeah, it was close to six yards rushing. Yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't much because that's how Liberty forced them to have to throw the ball, and they had like what barely over three hundred yards of total offense. I mean. It wasn't like Wake Forest. Wake Forest scored 37 points. I don't know how they did. I hadn't watched the whole game. But uh, it, it, Liberty's defense played them very well, I thought. Yeah, it, I thought Liberty did a good job on those guys. I mean, did they stop them the whole time? No. But Wake Forest struggled to shake Liberty off. I mean, uh, going into the fourth, man, it was almost – I think it was tied up and Liberty was up by uh, a few. But – yeah, I thought Liberty did a good job getting after them. Uh, but I think with Wake Forest, you've got to make sure that the play-action pass don't beat you because they're they're trying to go deep. So it's going to be up to the safeties to really have disciplined eyes, uh, the cornerbacks to stick with those guys because if they catch you sleeping or looking in the backfield as a defensive back, they're going over top. That's exactly what they're going to do. And speaking of going over the top, we're going to go over the top because we got to uh, go over the top with bets. And if, you, yeah. if you're going to go over the top with bets, you're going to do it with betonline.ag. Uh, BetOnline is the fastest growing um, bet service there is. Uh, you can go to BetOnline and, you know, you'll bet on game props, futures, um, obviously games. You got the NBA, the NFL. Uh, you got uh, Major League Baseball right now. Some big things going on over there. Oh yeah. Uh, as they as the pennant races are now coming, Atlanta and New York. It's one game separating them from first place in the mm. in the NL East. Uh, so you got you got those bets to do. So there's tons, tons, and tons of stuff. Uh, if you go over to uh, BetOnline.ag, and if you do that, go and type in Believe Fifty. That's B L E A V. The number fifty. Um, on your first deposit, and you will get uh, stuff taken off on that. So go to betonline.ag where the game begins. Um, LaVon, uh, as we look at this game, mm-hmm. I really think it comes down. I think – let's look at, first of all, Clemson's offense versus Wake Forest defense. Okay. All right. Remember last year in this game, going into the game, everybody's like, how is Clemson going to keep up with Wake Forest? And we kept saying, well, I don't think it's going to be as difficult as you think because I think Clemson's defense is going to stop Wake Forest. So I think Clemson can score some points on them. Now, I didn't think Clemson last year would score 48 points on them, which is what they did in that game. I didn't think Clemson would rush for over 300 yards, which is what they did in that game. Um, But I thought Clemson could move the football and have some success. That was on a Clemson offense that wasn't – starting to get better as we're seeing with this offense. Mm-hmm. And 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 first of all, this offense is getting better. Um, we've seen it now for three games, right? We've seen a consistent improvement from week one to week three with this offense. 
Um, they still have some work to do. There's still some concerns. Don't get me wrong. But I like the fact that you got DJ Uyungle. He's now playing with his first team uh, offensive line. He's now playing with his first team wide receivers. He's now playing with his first team running backs. In other words, last year there was no continuity on the offense. Now they got a ton of it. And yeah, I think you're I think you're seeing it earlier too. I think you, you really didn't see any continuity until the Wake Forest game of last year. That was deep in the season when they seemed to be like, hey, we can run the ball. And they really did a good job against Wake Forest. The defense really got after Wake Forest as well. So I, I think the offense will be even a little better this time around. I think the offense is getting better. I think for Clemson, the key is winning at the defensive line, winning at the trenches, and also for the, the safeties to really be disciplined as far as a play-action pass is concerned so nothing gets over the top of them. So those are the keys that I see to the game. Also, on the Wake Forest side, they did give up a block putt against Liberty. Clemson has gotten three blocks in the last uh, few games. So that's something that maybe Clemson can take advantage of as well, getting after them in the special in the special teams. But I think that Clemson and DJ will be better on offense this time. I think this is the time you give a lot of carries to Shipley and you let him carry your team a little bit. I think this is will open up the passing game if you really – Rise Shipley, you can do the play action pass. You can do some things down the scheme, uh, down the seam, because Wake Forest, they don't really have a great defense, and really the way they make plays is a lot of blitzing, and they're trying to get you that way because they're just not, they're not going to control the line of, you know, they're not going to control the line of scrimmage at all. Then they're not just guys that say, hey, we're going to stand up and play you guys straight up. They can't really do that. That's not what I've seen. So I think if Clemson can really establish the offensive line and run the ball without getting frustrated, that a lot of things will open up as far as the passing game is concerned. And I feel like Clemson will wear out Wake Forest at the end. Yeah, I mean, when you look at the numbers last week, uh, Liberty had 428 total yards. And I know you can't carry one game to the other. I understand that. But what you do is you look for the things you're talking about. Like, why was Liberty successful? You know, what were they doing? Well, they ran for 172 yards. They averaged over 4.4 yards per carry. They were controlling the line of scrimmage on both sides. Wake Forest had uh, less than a yard per carry, uh, 0.8 in the game. That's not winning football. And so – but when you look at Liberty rushed for 172 – you got to feel like Clemson can probably go for 250. And if Clemson's running for 250 yards, they're then winning. they're winning the game. It's going to open yeah. up a lot of things. Um, I think Clemson's passing game is getting better. DJ, you know, a lot of people, yeah, but look at his stats last week. He only completed 59% of his passes. Well, that wasn't DJ's fault. I mean, there was a couple, there was three or four passes that were dropped. He should have been well over 60% passing completion percentage. Um, but the offense did have its issues last week, but I think Clemson can continue to show improvement. Um, again, Wake Forest third down efficiencies. Um, they gave up. Uh, they did that. You know, that was like nah, about average four out four out of sixteen. So I see, you know, 
the key when I look at the Wake Forest for Clemson and what this is what Liberty did wrong, four turnovers. When you turn the football over, they had three interceptions and one fumble. That's what cost Liberty that game. And Liberty still had a chance at the end to win the game with a two-point conversion at the end. But if they take care of the football, Wake Forest is not even in that game. That game is over early. Right. You know. And you, you also got to look at Liberty on special teams. They missed a field goal. And then they right. missed a two-point conversion at the end. Basically, they could have won this game. They left like five points before. out there. Yeah. Yeah, they left some points out there. They made some they made some crucial mistakes as well. But like I said, and like we said, this is going to come down to the trenches. I know that's cliche and that's always said, but sometimes it does mean a little bit more in some games than other games. I think with them running that slow mesh and trying to get behind you, Clemson has got to be aggressive on the offensive line. Mm-hmm. We talked about this before. They have got to win the first down battle. That's the most important down on defense. If they can win that battle, they can put – Wake Forest behind the sticks, I think that Clemson has an excellent chance of winning. Yeah, and and when I, I mean it's right. I think it, I think Will first of all, Will Shipley, Clemson. If you notice how they've used him, it's only like I don't know ten carries against Georgia Tech. He had like eleven carries against Furman. He had twelve carries the other day. I'm telling you right now, Levon, he's going to get more than twelve carries. Yeah, and the most important thing with all the, you know the carries is he's got six touchdowns. Mm-hmm. in three games. So that's basically – you're talking about two touchdowns per game. First player in ACC history to do this. Yeah, so, I, I mean, I think you just find ways to give Will the ball. You find ways for Will to be a decoy. And if you can do that very well, I, I think you have no problems with Wake Forest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, uh, Wake Forest is – I think they play well when they play teams that are not, you know – overly better than them are kind of what I would call average teams. They play those teams very well. They can score a lot of points. But when they go against a team that has a dominant defensive line, like Clemson does, uh, they have problems. And I think Clemson also, if you're talking about that left, you're talking about that left defensive ends, you got to let them know that when Hartman gets in trouble, he scrambles out to his right. So he's trying to break contain. So you got to be able to understand that as a defensive end and know that when things get a little flustered and he's scrambling, he's going to go out to his right. So it's important for you to make sure you fl- you um, make sure you bring him back in. So that's a few things right there. If you do those things, I think you got a an uh, awesome chance of winning the game. Yeah, and those those defensive ends are going to be KJ Henry, maybe Xavier Thomas. Miles Murphy. So you got three veteran defensive ends in most of those occasions. Um, and even a Justin Maskell uh, would be the other one who's another veteran guy, reserve guy, but a veteran nonetheless, been doing it for four years. They know better than that, right? They know they're going to pick that yeah. up on game film. That's just pointed well, out to them. Hey, you got to pick that up. I picked it up. I'm just watching some some tape against Liberty. I'm like, okay, <laughs> he's, he scrambles out to his right every single time. So, yeah. I mean, if you understand that, you got to be careful as your left defensive end that you don't get sucked in. You don't try to go in there and do more than you have to do. If you do your job and do it well, you probably get some sacks in and, that and game. So Remember, well, and Clemson could use some sacks. Uh, they haven't had much, but people have been getting the ball out. Remember last year, that game opened up. Clemson got four sacks on the first two right possessions. 
yeah. and and then finished the game with seven. So right. I'm going to say, what's the uh, do we set the over and under at five maybe for this game and say, okay, if Clemson gets five sacks, then they ran away with this game. Uh, is that safe? I, I think it is. I, I really do. I, I think if they can get those uh, those sacks like that, especially early, and get those guys rattled, then, yeah, you say Clemson runs away with this game. I like. I don't know if a slow mesh – if I'm Wake Forest, I don't know how much of that I do, mm-hmm. especially if I'm trying to pass the ball, you know, first and ten, second and ten, when they're going to kind of use that slow mesh. I don't know with this this defensive line, especially if you got a healthy Tyler Davis back and Brian Brzee, if those guys are coming back and they're pushing your your A gaps and your B gaps, I don't know about the slow mesh. <laughs> I don't know if it's going to work. No, that's. That I don't I don't think it first of all, Brian Brzee is gonna be first of all, yes, Brian Brzee is gonna be playing, and yes, Tyler Davis is gonna be playing. I know Dabo wouldn't say today which defensive guys are definitely gonna be back other than Brian. But Tyler Davis from everything I heard is is fine now. He's ready to go. He's a hundred percent or at least close I to a hundred percent. When they have both of those guys in there, man, you're talking about a low. <laughs> well, look, look look at last week. Um uh, Louisiana Tech couldn't run the ball. They right. finished with six yards, I think, rushing or something like that against Clemson. They couldn't run the ball at all on Clemson. And that was without those two guys in there. Um, yeah. You know, and so – and Clemson was playing a three-man front most of the game. Uh, I-man front, which, you know, <laughs> when you think about an I-man front, man, those, it's it's tough for those guys to get, get, get sacks or mm-hmm. get pressure. It's just tough. You're talking yeah. about normally five on three. It's basically the three four without without the linebackers help if you want to if you will right so yeah I mean it, it'd probably be a little bit different this time you're looking at even fronts you're looking at you're looking at these linemen defense linemen getting after and I I think too I think you bring the heat on this one I don't I don't think you'd be as conservative I think you you bring the heat okay let's be careful with the um, screen passes but I say bring the heat on these guys. Yeah, you got to be careful. You got to watch for not only the screens, but you also got to watch out for A.T. Perry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's what, and that's what I'm saying. They got some big that, wide receivers. With that with that mesh, the, the safeties and the DBs have to be on alert that they're trying to go downtown. Yeah, they got Donovan Green. He, yeah. He's he's good. They got A.T. Perry. Both those guys are tall, fast. Nice. They go up and get it. I mean, let's be honest. If Sam Hartman just throws it anywhere in their zip code, they're catching it. They, they, anywhere in their wingspan, then they might have a chance to catch the ball. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, the DBs going to have to really play tough, and they have yeah. to be disciplined, and they're going to have to understand what they're trying to do to those guys. You know, they're not just – when that guy's running real fast and he's trying to break your cushion, you better turn your hips and go because <laughs> he's going deep. If and he's the, even, he's leaving. So you, yeah. if they can understand that and that front plays like I know that front can play, I really believe that the Tigers will be successful. Yeah, and then when you look at the, another injury thing you got to think about with the DBs, you know, is Nate Wiggins going to be there? He's got a hip flexor. We, we don't know about him. Right. Um, you know, Sheridan Jones, he got banged up last week. We don't know what the status is about him. And then um, Andrew Makuba. Um, has a uh, di- had a dislocated elbow. 
Uh, we don't know about him. Um, it sounded like Dabo the other day was basically saying it sounded like they could have played Andrew McCuba last week if they needed to. Chose to hold him out, let him get rested as he gets used to this. Um, as he gets used to a little brace he's going to have to wear um, to keep his elbow in. So um, I think Makuba's going to play. I don't know what the situation is with Sheridan Jones, and it's a hip flexor for Wiggins, and I don't know. I think that a hip flexor is one of those things you just don't know what's good. They hurt. So Oh, boy, they do hurt. They do hurt. Trust me, I know. Yeah. So, yeah, those – I mean, it's hard to recover. You can recover from them. Of course you can. But those things, they're, they're a pain in the butt. Yeah, so, especially for DB who's got to use his what? Hips. Hips. He's got to use his hips. So yeah. he's got to be – when the hips are the issue, he's got to be uh, He's got to be healthy. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see what corners play um, yeah. because I think if those two guys are playing, if it's Wiggins and, and, and Jones, I think Clemson's fine. I think they're fine. Right. They'll give up a few plays here and there, but I think they'll be okay. But – Right. If they're having to play the younger guys the, and Fred Davis, it might not yeah. be as good. Right. I, I think this is the time you play complimentary ball. This is time when your offense can really help out the defense mm-hmm. by really just trying to run the ball on Wake Forest, trying to grind it out, um, make them go toe-to-toe with you. I, I think that's how you can do it. And, you know, all that running game, man, you got DJ who's running really well at this point in time, you know, way better than the way he did last year. He could be a weapon, so I think that this is complimentary ball. You know, you don't want to you don't want to be having three and outs against Wake Forest and putting your defense in arms way because they have the capability of getting downtown and making some big plays, and you just don't want that to happen. So I feel like the offense of Clemson has got to be able to establish a run, especially on first down, get those six seven yards so they can put them in position to be second and short, third and Third and short. No, I'm with you. Um, I want to throw this in before we forget because we don't want to forget that also, you know, we talked about uh, betonline.ag as a sponsor, but also our local sponsor here, Tip It Back Sports Grill. Yeah, man. Steelers fans, uh, they're going to have all the Steeler games on all year long. If you're looking for a Steelers bar in the Greenville area, Tip It Back Sports is where you need to go. They're located um at the commons at pelham in greenville um check them out go 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 see tim cinco and his crew over there um man they they got a lot of things going on but that on saturdays it's going to be wall-to-wall college football over there um they do have um they do have karaoke that later that night uh but then on um on sunday it's wall-to-wall nfl and like i said they're the home of the pittsburgh steelers and if you don't know on october 30th our guy Levon Kirkland is going to be there. He's going to go watch the Steelers with um with all the Steeler fans there at Tippet Back mm-hmm. Sports Grill. So we want you to come out on that day, come meet Levon, say hello, come watch the Steelers. The guy that'll be embarrassing himself during it that would be me um, as huh. I as I sit there with my terrible towel and twirl it around as we uh, watch the Steelers game. Um, so come see Levon and be entertained by me. That's the way we ought to say it, right, Levon? Yeah, because I know you're going to be entertaining. I know you're going to be talking to the screen. You're going to be like, what's going on? I, I know that people who may want to get to know you may not like you after this. Because you're going to be shooing them away. <laughs> you're going to be knocking their buffalo wings out of their, 
either hands or they don't leave you alone. If they ask you one more stupid question, you know, you're, you're just going to lose it. And I can't wait to see that will. I, I won't do that to them, Levon. I won't do that to them. Um, I might end up knocking the wings out of their hand, though, because I'll be cheering or something, you know. Um, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty... Yeah, we need to give you space. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we need to give you some space so you can be free to be the will that watches the Steelers play. Yeah, so because and I get we cannot, plenty of. We cannot hold you down. No, no, uh, but th- it'll be entertaining. If anything, just come on out and say hey to Levon, and then stay for the entertainment to see what I'm going to do. Um, yes. You know, because I think that's the way it's going to be. But no, go to Tip It Back Sports Grill any day though during the week. They got tons of specials, tons of things going on up there. Tip It Back Sports Grill um, at the Commons at Pelham in Greenville, South Carolina. Go check them out when you're in town. When you come in for the Clemson game this. Um, Next weekend for NC State, go check them out, um, especially if you're staying in Greenville. You will not be disappointed. Um, and go say hello to those guys over there as they uh, they love football, man. And that's – hey, anybody that loves football is a friend of mine. That's just the way it works, you know. Especially if you love Steeler football. Especially if you love the Steelers. There's no doubt yeah. about that. So, mm-hmm. uh, so go check uh, go check those guys out over at Tippett Back Sports Grill. We do appreciate them. LaVon, keys to the game. What is your keys for Clemson to win this game? First of all, let's do offense and then do defense. Well, I, I think on offense you have to establish who you are. And I really believe that Clemson is a running team way before their team that just try to pass the ball going down, uh, going downfield. So I think you got to let your number one weapon, which is um, Shipley at this point in time, uh, take over the game. Mm-hmm. You got to give him the ball early and often. Let him chunk out those big yards, which he can do. If you do that, I think you're going to be fine. I think there'll be some opportunities that you can go downfield, that you can make, you can complete some passes. But it all starts on offense with the running game. The running game has to do well. All right, and then on the defensive side, the defensive side, I really believe that you know you have to be disciplined on the back end of it. I feel that Clemson is the better, you know, got better personnel on the in the trenches. I, I think their front seven can handle the run. As a DB, you don't need to be biting on the run. You don't need to be coming up there um, if you don't know exactly what it is. So I think for those guys to make sure that nothing really gets over the top of them, that they're not making big plays downfield, that everything they do, they're going to have to drive from the 20 to the 20 to get in for a score or a field goal. You can't let these guys have a um, big plays. So if you can, as DBs, if you can make sure that you don't let anybody get deeper than you, I think Clemson has an excellent chance of winning on defense. If I would have told you who would be number one ranked in the country in red zone efficiency or red zone touchdowns, if I told you that team is Clemson, would you believe me at the beginning of the year? Golly, I really wouldn't. Yeah. But but I'm telling you, but they got that three-headed monster that is really good as far as getting the the ball in. Mm -hmm. Shipley, Pace, Mafia, man, those guys can run the ball hard. So I think a lot of times you make it simple. You yeah. Give it to your best weapons. You know, don't worry about balance. Don't worry about 
I'm trying to throw the backside fade or anything like that. Man, just run the ball in. <laughs> Clemson is ranked uh, number one in the ACC, number one in the country, and they're 100% in red zone scoring. They're 77% in red zone touchdowns. They lead the ACC with 14 touchdowns in the red zone already. That wow. that's 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 unreal this early in the season to already be that efficient. So they've been very efficient in the red zone. Wake Forest, on the other hand, hasn't. Wake Forest has nine touchdowns. Uh, they rank uh, ninth. Excuse me, fifth in the ACC. Uh, no, excuse me, twelfth in the ACC in red zone touchdowns. Twelfth in the ACC. So my point is, what I'm saying is, you got Clemson at the top. When they mm-hmm. get in the red zone, they score touchdowns. Wake Forest kicks field goals. Advantage Clemson. So if Clemson's offense can run the football like I think they're going to be able to, I think Will Shipley, last year's game, if you remember, Kobe Pace rushed for 191 yards. Will Shipley rushed for like 130. They just they just complimented each other. Both scored a couple touchdowns. Um, I think Phil Moffa had like – 50 yards in there. They finished with over 300 yards rushing, and that's with a DJ who could not run. He right. could not run the RPO game because he couldn't run because of his knee. Now you got a healthy DJ who's a slimmer DJ who last week had nine carries for 62 yards. If DJ rushes for 62 or more yards, game on. It's you know there, there's no way Wake Forest is stopping Clemson's run game at that point. Um, and, you know, it adds an added dimension to the Clemson offense because last year you really didn't have that. You really didn't have DJ running uh, as well as he's doing now. And mm-hmm. I think that makes the offense a whole lot better uh, because, you know, if you don't have to worry about somebody, you don't really emphasize it that much. But I think now you have to say, well, DJ still can pull it out and get some significant yards. Mm-hmm. Now, is he burning like Trevor? No. But he can get you those those 10 yards, that first down conversion that you need to keep moving the sticks. Yeah. Well, he does just enough in the in the RPO game where it, it freezes the linebackers, and that's what you want it to do. That's the whole right. – all what you want to do. And you saw that, and that's going to continue to get better as the season goes on. Dabo and them intentionally wanted to show that to Wake Forest, what he could do, because they want them to have to prepare for it. That's one mm-hmm. more thing now that Wake Forest has got to say, man, we got to take away the quarterback in the RPO game. Um, because Clemson, when they're going, that RPO game's going, and they that now that's going to open up the play action, they're, yeah. they are going to start seeing. And you did see against Louisiana Tech, I mentioned it the other day, right? You saw 40 yards, 39 yards, 26 yards. You saw big plays in this Clemson offense finally start to emerge. That's because of why? Because the quarterback can run the football. It's just right. – Totally does everything that you want it to do to a defense. Um, they couldn't do that last year with DJ. They're starting to do it this year. He's second on the team in rushing right now, 117 yards. He's averaging 4.3 yards a carry. Your quarterback's averaging over four yards a carry. You're going to be okay. I take it. And I'll take it every day and every twice time. on Sundays. Um, so the the key to me is for Clemson to continue just to score touchdowns instead of why Wake Forest kicks field goals. They might move the ball and kick field goals. Let them kick field goals. Clemson cash them in for touchdowns. That's a win. That's the key there. On the defensive side, there's no doubt Clemson's going to get pressure on the quarterback. Clemson's going to shut down their running game. They're going to make them one-dimensional, which is a defense what you want to do. All the pressure is going to fall back on the defensive backs. They're going to have to make plays. They're going to have to make tackles in space. 
if there's one coach on the defensive staff that I trust more than any coach is Mike Reed, the cornerback's right. coach. Mm-hmm. I, you know, you could say, well, Wes is young. Wes Goodwin's young. You know, Nick Easton's still learning the college game, if you want to go ahead and say that. You know, you know, if you want to, you know, you want to talk about uh, Coach Kahn and, and, and Lemansky Hall and say maybe those guys aren't as, um, you know, like Brent Venables like as you want, that's fine. But one thing you can't say, you can't say Mike Reed is not a veteran ready coach because he is. All those other guys are too, by the way. But, you know, I'm just saying what fans say. And if there's one guy on that defense that I trust, on that defensive staff, it's Mike Reed. And if the pressure is going to be put on his guys to make plays, he's going to make sure they make plays. And I, even though there's injuries, even though people are like, Will, but Will, come on. we Clemson's given up – they gave up 200 and something yards passing to Furman, and then they gave up over 300 Law Tech. What's wrong with it? Calm down. It's called injuries. They're banged up a little bit. They're going to get healthy. They're also going to get better on the defensive line. Teams are intentionally throwing the ball in short spaces and stuff like that. Practice makes perfect. The defense is going to be fine. This is a game where I think LeVon, I think the defense comes to play. They're tired of people saying they don't know what they're doing. They're tired of people saying Wes is too young. He doesn't know. He's not that good of a defensive coordinator as Venables. These are all things I hear fans say. They're going to be, they're tired of all that mess, man. They're going to come with an attitude because this is Wake Forest. They're hearing about how great Wake Forest's offense is. They can't slow them down. What are they going to do? And they're going to come to play on Saturday. There's no doubt in my mind they're going to come to play. Yeah, this game is definitely a fight them game, a game where you come with your take this and you're ready to go. You know, it, it, it's a little bit more than football. You got to establish your dominance. And I think this is a time that the Clemson Tigers on defense need to do that. They need to go out there and let people know that they're for real. Mm-hmm. And I really feel like they do have the talent. There is no question. I mean, I've been on the field. I've been on the field last game, and you're talking about some big dudes on that defensive line. My goodness, dude, they're so Paul big and rangy. Those guys should dominate always, and they got the linebackers who can move in space. They're not, they're, I mean, they're not Skowski or Spectre or Bullware. Those guys, but those guys can run and make plays. I think it's time for them to show their dominance. I'm with you 100%. I think it is too. And I think they will. Uh, they're tired of people saying they're not playing well. I think they're tired of seeing it and reading it and hearing about it. Uh, I think you're going to see them come out and, um, and make some plays. And then it's also a game, I think, where BT Potter comes out a little bit as a kicker. And, um, if he needs it, they need a big kick. I think he's going to be ready to do that too because he keeps losing out to the Wake Forest kickers and stuff because of all ACC. I think he's ready to show, hey, look, I'm the best kicker in the ACC. And he is. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. Clemson's just scoring you. touchdowns right now. So nobody sees BT Potter, which is a good right. thing. You don't want to see yeah. BT Potter. But I think if Potter is called upon, I think that's an edge for Clemson too because he, Clemson's basically got an NFL kicker kicking for him this year. Yeah. Uh, Potter is very good. I mean, you kind of trust him anywhere from, I dare say, 55 on in. He's trustworthy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Most kickers are not always trustworthy when they, you're talking about that kind of distance. I think he could maybe even do – I think he probably could kick a 58-60. Looks I, like I it. Mean, 
I, I trust his leg. He has a great leg. He really you when you talk about we know we never say talented leg. You know, we always talk about someone has a talented arm. This guy has a talented leg. And he can make most field goals. Yeah, he's got he's accurate too. Like you just said, he can make most of them. He's gonna make the 85% of them, which is what you want in college. NFL, you got to make 95%, but college, 85%, you're good, which he's yeah. going to make more than that. I mean, he's 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 already off to a good year, and I think that continues. Um, as all right. long as you make the big – I think as long as you can make the big ones, you know. Yeah, exactly. All right, man, so uh, prediction time. What do you, uh, you think is going to happen on Saturday in Winston-Salem? Noon kickoff, ABC. Wow. I, I I feel like Clemson is going to win the game. You know, making these predictions, I'm, I'm going to tell folks, man, it's, it's not always easy. You just never know. <laughs> no, it's when not. You talk about, that's my disclaimer. You never know when you're talking about these games. But I think it would be Clemson is probably going to be 35-21. to 35-21, says LeVon. I'm, I'm thinking on the offensive side, I'm thinking where you're at. And, uh, you know – I can see the defense giving up uh, maybe 21 points or so, but I think they're going to go a little bit lower than that. And, I, and and here's why. If Clemson takes care of the football and forces Wake Forest to have to drive the football, it's going to be hard for Wake Forest consistently to drive the football on the defense. They want right. big plays. They want to make big plays. I don't think Clemson's going to let them get the big plays. They're going to force them to be one-dimensional, that's playing right into the hands of that defense. Um, Hartman is not the most accurate quarterback in the world. He's not. He's not a. He's not. Um, you know, a. Uh, um, trying to think of somebody. He's not that. That's super accurate. Um, he's just. He's not. He completes about sixty percent of his passes. I think the other day, what was he? Twenty six of forty six or something like that against against yeah. Louisiana. Uh, not Louisiana exactly. Tech. Uh, yeah. Against uh, Liberty. You know he. So he's not the most accurate. So you're not worried about him just continuously hitting those little dunks there um, like the cat at Wake Forest, I mean, at NC State can do. Now, that's Leary. a more – yeah, Leary. That's a more guy who's more of a dink and dunk accurate kind of quarterback. Mm-hmm. He's a big play quarterback. He wants to make big chunk plays. He's a great – got a great long ball. Um, he's got those receivers that can go do it. So he's going to put up those, as we call them, 50-50 balls and let his guys go get them. So – but with all that said, I think Clemson's pressure, making Wake Forest one-dimensional, taking away the run game, making them one-dimensional, it's no secret why Clemson has shut down them. It's just the, the mismatch on the line of the scrimmage. I like Clemson's running game on the other side. Will Shipley, I can see, have a big game. 20 carries. I'm going to go ahead and just say it. 20 carries, 150-plus yards, a couple touchdowns for Will Shipley in this game. I'm a, I like DJ to throw for about 250 as well and um you know have a have a have a couple touchdowns um we might even see a special teams touchdown you know or, or defensive touchdowns you know yeah you could you could you could definitely may see a block so you said 35 21 is that what you said yeah something like that okay i'm going to go a little bit higher Clemson 38 cuz i just you know 48 last year that I mean, can they? Probably, but I'm not going to go there yet. I, defense, yeah. offense is still getting better. I don't. I'm not going to say they're going to go on the road and put 48 up on somebody. I'm going to say 38 to 14, Clemson. Okay, I, I like that score. I hope it 
ends up being that way. Uh, but you could now the crowd that they're gonna have to fight the crowd. Mm -hmm. I know it's not that many people, but they're gonna be spirited, they're gonna have a lot of energy, they're gonna definitely be up for Clemson because they remember what happened last year when they had an opportunity to close it out. So they're gonna be they're gonna be pumped. Clemson has to either go there and weather the storm or have to go there and create the storm. This and, uh, yes. and I'm not tooting my own horn here, but um, you know I've got pretty close first two weeks, right in the margin mm -hmm. of victory. Last yeah. week I said 41 to 13. Final oh, scores. Wow. Final scores 48 20. Right. <laughs> so You're very close. I was 20. I was 28 points. I was right at it. I was right at the margin. Yeah, uh, but it's, people don't understand that it's hard to really. It's hard to predict. It's hard to predict games. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah, it, it, it's they very hard. Like, oh, it's gonna be blah blah blah. I don't know about that. No, we're just we're just pulling numbers. We're thinking what we think we might see, and yeah. then we're just pulling numbers out based off what we think yeah, we man, might see. Hope, you know, yeah, you, you hope to get it that way. That's all we're trying to do. So if, don't. If, as long as we can get that win, I'm good. If me and you could predict scores, like we would be very rich. We'd be going we'd be very rich. I would go to Vegas. Extremely rich. Yes, I would have right now. Two girls right on each side of me, and just say, "What right. can I get you, Will?" You know, are, are they feet, one is feeding your grapes and one is fanning you? One is fanning me because I would be so loaded with money that they just want to be around me all the time. Now, I'm not saying every woman's that way. I don't disclaimer there. I'm not saying. I'm just saying the image of when a guy comes in rich to Las Vegas or whatever. He's the girls come over and he's always got two girls on his arm. That's what I'm going by. So don't uh, at me. Now, don't I, at me, I, anybody I, out there. <laughs> I would just like a loving wife. Lavon, don't you go making me look bad. <laughs> making. <laughs> yeah, I want a yeah. I, I want a loving wife that's making me. Some chicken wings because I, I'm such a good husband. Yeah. Okay. I do too. I want that too. That's what I yes. want. Yes. Yeah, that's what every man wants, man. That's what you. Every about. man wants that. And if she likes, and if she likes football, that's even better. Well, you know what? For me, I will say this: not that the women are jumping at me and wanting to be, you know. You tell me with that beard, you don't have the women jumping at you. <laughs> no, I don't. Distinguished man like yourself. I, I don't, my friend. I don't. Um, but. I appreciate you asking, though, if you know. Uh, but no, I, if a woman, a prerequisite to be my girlfriend or wife will, will have to be she likes sports. It has to. And yes, yeah, she has to love football. She, it doesn't have to be her favorite sport, but she has to love it. Uh, I know a plus for both of us if they like Batman as well. Oh, if they like Batman, then all bets are off. It's over then. Yeah. It's over. Yeah. yeah. If they love good, sports plus woman, Batman. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's hard to find women that 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 love sports like like us, and then love Batman as well. It's just it is a little tough. It is but tough. Man, if that was the case, it would be awesome. It would be unbelievable, man. So, <laughs> if, is there any women out there like that? Give me a call. I'm here. Yes. I'm single. I'm ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. Levon, too. We're both ready. So, anyway, all right, man, that's going to do it. That's our predictions and stuff. We hope you enjoyed our podcast. We appreciate you guys listening to us. For Levon Kirkland, I'm Will Vandiver. We'll talk to you next time on Believing Clemson Football with Levon Kirkland.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.